listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1091. Susan Shelley is a columnist for the Southern California News Group, a published author and a former candidate for the California State Assembly. Uh, During our interview today, we're going to be covering a wide range of topics, including the importance of local newspaper reporting to the business community. Susan, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Well, thank you, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I've been excited to have you on since I saw your name on the guest list. This is great. Let's start by asking you if you have an interesting story from your professional experience that you'd like to share with our audience of business owners, CEOs, and executives. Oh, come on. You know, none of my professional stories are printable. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, is there anything you'd like to share with them that's interesting? Uh, I could could name a few. I can tell you how I got got started in all seriousness. I can tell you how I got started in, in writing for the newspapers. I was a candidate. I was I was a writer, but I wasn't writing as a journalist. I was writing other things, and I was upset with the way politics was going in the country and decided to get involved in politics, and I ran for office and did pretty well, and I was able to show the publisher and the editors that there were a lot of people who were interested in deeper, more detailed policy questions, that, that the way politics was reported in, in kind of a very surface way where candidates would send out flyers with no content, you know, a picture of a candidate and a tree and a dog, and it would say leadership. And, and there was no content to it. No one talked about issues. But I talked about issues in the campaign, and that's why it was pretty successful. So I was able to show through the numbers that I got as a candidate how many people there were who were customers of a newspaper that was covering those issues. So that's, that sort of took me in a different direction in my career than I expected. So are you saying then that your run for the California State Assembly actually led to this role that you have now as a columnist? Yes, exactly. Okay. That's exactly what happened. Well, talk about unintended consequences, right? I'm sure that, was, that, that wasn't your plan at the time, I wouldn't think. No, it wasn't. Okay. I was interested in just making the argument for different policies just as a voter. I just thought that the country was going in the wrong direction, and I wasn't happy, with, I wasn't happy that people were not articulating importance of free enterprise and freedom and less government intervention in the economy. So that's why I got into it. Uh And then that took me, it it took me further into politics than I expected because so many people were thinking the same thing. Later, I was going to ask you when you ran in 2014, you know, why you decided to run. I think you kind of maybe touched on that. And then what did you learn from that experience in addition to or beyond, if there was, what we just already talked about here on the radio show? Well, it's a great experience running for office. You know, people talk about the negative parts of it, and, and there are negative parts of it. It can be kind of, kind of difficult, but you meet so many people who tell you their stories, and they tell you their stories in a way that they wouldn't tell a stranger. They tell you that their kids can't find jobs, or they tell you that people can't pay their medical bills. They tell you things about how they're affected by government policies, which are very moving, and it makes you feel that people need a champion mm. out there because many people are underserved in, in politics and I think in business, too. You always have to listen to the customers, and yes. politics gets you out among the customers. 
and it really helps you understand how messages are perceived, which may not be the way that they're intended to be perceived. So I think there's a, there's a value to that in going out and talking to people and watching their eyes to see <laughs> if, they're, if they're getting the message you want to convey. Interesting. Yeah, that's like real-time feedback, right? That's like right there, yeah. right in the moment. We're talking with yeah. Susan Shelley. She is currently, and we have her on the show because she's a, co- a columnist with the Southern California News Group. Now, uh, I know in addition to that, you're also the author of five books, and we only have about three minutes before our, our break here. I wanted to ask you, though, your most recent book, How Trump Won. This this is a this book's a collection of columns that you wrote during the campaign. What's the big idea contained in your book about the 2016 election? Well, I think the big idea in the 2016 election is that things are not always as they are presented. You know, people said that Donald Trump couldn't win, and people said that Hillary Clinton was brilliant, and neither of those things turned out to be true. <laughs> One candidate made a lot of mistakes and did a lot of things and said a lot of things that were really not productive for her goals. And Donald Trump did the opposite. He was he was looking at the feedback, like we just talked about. He was looking into the eyes of the voters and he was listening, and he was shaping the message to be what what people wanted, and not just in a in a pandering way, but he was shaping the policies to solve the problems that people were enduring. And it wasn't filtered through a lot of consultants, and it wasn't filtered through a lot of experts. He was looking in their eyes. He was listening to what they said. I'll give you a perfect example of something that Trump did that I thought was really striking. He was talking one day at a rally. He said, we have to do something about the TSA. The the airports are out of control. The TSA has got to be reformed. Now, think about it. When was the last time Donald Trump flew commercial? (laughs) Right. How did he know? that the TSA was a problem because he was listening to people, because he was, he was out there talking to people and hearing their stories and responding to it. And that's how you won. It was really old-fashioned politics. So your, your book is a collection of the columns that you wrote during the campaign. When someone gets your book and reads it, is there an arc of a story there? I mean, if, if you go back to the early days of what you wrote and then towards the end, I mean, is there a... Were you seeing something that you were, as a columnist, uh, discussing? Or for you, was it sort of, uh, you know, were you surprised by the outcome, or, or did you see it coming, I guess is more my question. Well, both. I thought I saw it coming, but I was still surprised when it really happened, because we were hearing that it was going to be 99% certain the other way. And so I, I think the evidence of our own eyes it was hard to believe it, but, mm-hmm. but it really was true. And one of the things that I write about extensively in those columns is the Hillary Clinton email scandal and what that was really about, what she was really trying to do and why it was so significant. And a lot of it had to do with ignoring the laws that are on the books requiring government transparency. And she was trying to avoid disclosure of her government records, which is really not, not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And and I think people took it very seriously, that she wasn't respectful of the laws requiring public records to be public. Interesting. So we're talking with Susan Shelley. She is a columnist. And when we come back, we're going to take a very short break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Susan, I wonder if you might be able to 
share a little bit more about the Southern California News Group. I know that they own 11 newspapers here in Orange County, the Orange County Register, the Los Angeles Daily News. And, and I wonder if you could provide your perspective on the state of the newspaper industry in Southern California. Can you do that for us when we come back? Sure, of course I can. All right, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be right back with Susan and a ranging conversation after this word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to this edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, all of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have appeared on our show. You know, since we started doing the show in 2009, we've reached hundreds of thousands of listeners through the live stream here on octalkradio.net and our live feeds on Facebook, as well as the podcast and the other channels that we use, like YouTube. Simply type Critical Mass Radio Show in your favorite podcasting software to find our weekly shows. All right, we're back with Susan Shelley. She's a columnist for the Southern California News Group. And before the break, Susan, you're also an author and you're a former candidate and you, whatever. You have a ranging, wide-ranging career. But I'm wondering, from your perspective, um, could you kind of talk to our audience about your perspective on the state of the newspaper business here in the local newspaper business here in Southern California? Well, the local newspaper business is really thriving. I know that you hear a lot about how newspapers are are declining, and it is true that there are challenges in advertising, and and we're we're affected by by wider trends on whether retailers are doing well in our advertising. Certainly, Craigslist took all the classified ads. That was a lot of a lot of money that came out of newspapers all across the country. So there are challenges, but local news is very important, and it's extremely important for political coverage that that voters know what their government is doing. And really, there's no place else except the newspaper that covers that. So it's extremely important. And I think the Southern California News Group papers do an exceptionally good job of local coverage. And the opinion section which is not the same as the news section. There's like a wall between them. The opinion section is not liberal. Many people think, oh, the mainstream media is very liberal, but Southern California News Group opinion pages are balanced and and maybe a little more libertarian in their outlook and very interesting perspectives all the time. I'm very proud to be affiliated with it. So I know of your columns because of the Orange County Register. Do you write for any of the other 11 papers of the Southern California News Group? Yes, uh, the columns, uh, the opinion sections in all the papers, I believe, and the, the column runs in all of the papers. I also do a Wednesday column, which sometimes just runs in the daily news when I do Los Angeles issues, but sometimes it runs more widely. And, and how do you know 
how your columns are resonating with your readers? Do you get feedback? What is your mechanism for knowing? Well, I have my email address on the columns, and people write to me with their thoughts. And overwhelmingly, the the thing I hear most often is thank you for writing it <laughs> because it's it's covering issues and, and giving information that people are really interested in, which is just the same thing I found during the campaign. People really are interested in issues and in details about issues when it affects them. And I think politicians have deliberately moved away from that and maybe to some some extent, some newspapers moved away from it thinking, well, people like it short. They don't want the depth. I think people really appreciate the information. I, I think especially uh, as it relates to local coverage because um, it maybe feels like it affects you more than some of the things you see on a national or a global uh, perspective, you know, you, you, you know, your city government. And, and I agree with you, you know, the a, a local newspaper isn't like a local retail store. I mean, the, the the value of a thriving newspaper industry to cover business and politics and government and regulation is really required to sort of provide an informed electorate. Would you agree? Oh, I certainly do agree. It's really important. It's really important that people are engaged in politics because if we don't show up at the elections, and bad things happen. People have to be involved, and they have to keep their eyes open, and make sure that they're getting the they're getting the policies that they want that solve the problems. It's really important. So you you mentioned that there's a strong wall between the news reporting and the and the editorial side. How do you get your focus for the columns that you choose to write? Because that's precious real estate in the newspaper. And how do you decide what to train your kind of focus on for any given period of time? You know, it's really just kind of an internal compass that I have when I'm reading things and something will make me go, oh, that's terrible, <laughs> that's interesting, or I didn't know that, or no wonder it's been so such and such. And and when I feel that reaction, that's what I write about. Okay. It's something that, that I find compelling and interesting, and, and and I think other people share that view. Right. And um, so let's take it up a level because um, – Digital First Media, Media News Group, is actually the parent, follow me folks, of Southern California News Group. Um, they own papers spanning the country. Digital, From their own website, Digital First is focused on driving innovation and content delivery and journalism, consumed by 40 million, 60, excuse me, 60 million people each month. How do you see, being on the inside of the news group, digital innovation and local newspaper publication evolving? Well, it's really not my expertise as to whether the content is digital or it's print. I, I do content, and I think people want to, they want to access content on the device that's most convenient for them. So for some people, that's the paper newspaper with a cup of coffee in the morning, and for some people, that's a cell phone while they're off doing something else, like driving, which is not, not advisable. And uh, people, people can, can read on all these different platforms at different times of day and in the, in the order that they want to read it in. And we have to, we have to accommodate all of that. We have to have one, one product that's delivered in all the different ways that people want to receive it. And um, do you, in your role with Southern California News Group, do you see the influence of digital first media, or is that, or, or is that not something that, from a columnist's perspective, you see? 
No, I really don't. We're we're managed locally. Uh, the Southern California News Group is, from from my perspective, is is independent, and uh, I've had total freedom to work on any topic from any point of view, and I really appreciate that because I think it keeps it interesting for the readers. So I'm going to go in a little different direction here. I noticed in doing some background on you that early, I would assume it was earlier in your career, you had a stint and a role in in the show Jeopardy. Do you mind? Yes, I did. Could you, could you share with our audience what that's about? Well, when I got out of college, I went to work in the television industry, and I went to work for Merv Griffin Enterprises, and they were developing these game shows. Uh, they, they had Wheel of Fortune on the air, and they were going to bring back Jeopardy. And I was there working in a different capacity, and they said, we want you to be on this show as associate producer. So I thought it was a great opportunity, and I did it, and it was a great experience. So what does an associate producer do? Well, I did production. Some associate producers mostly do budgets, but I really did production. I was responsible for taking all of the material that would come out of the writer's, out of the writer's room and making sure that everything came up in the right monitors and that uh, all, the, all the details that made the show uh, were in place, hmm. all, of, all of the production details. And we did five shows a day. That's the typical schedule for a game show. You would do 10 shows in a weekend, you know, five on Saturday and five on Sunday, and bring in two audiences each day. And if you don't have everything together, it gets to be a lot of overtime and a, a really cranky audience, and things can go south pretty quickly. <laughs> so you have to be, it's a high-pressure situation, and you have to really be organized to, um, to make sure everybody has exactly the information they need to do their job on time so that no one is walking around saying, hey, nobody told me, or, you know, that kind of thing. Right, you need everything. Everybody moving in the same direction. So if right. someone in the audience, either live or in the future, uh, listens to this and they say, hey, I'd like to learn either more about the Southern California News Group or specifically uh, the Orange County Register or the Daily News or one of the other nine publications, maybe they even want to reach out to you, Susan, directly. Um, how would you suggest they do that? Contact me by email. I'm Susan at SusanShelley.com. And that's spelled S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, Susan at SusanShelley.com. Yeah, I have to say, as a reader of one of those publications, seeing that each of you put your email in your column or even in the news story is, is a great way to be able to develop a relationship with the people who are delivering you the news. And I would strongly encourage any uh, one listening to our show, if you are reading these publications and you have an opinion, it's very meaningful to express your opinion and share your ideas as well. I'm sure Susan said how, how valuable it's been for her. I would think that oh, goes yeah. for any reporter or columnist, right? We love to hear from the readers. That's that's the best part. Okay. And, and it's it's a local paper. I mean, this is a big community here in Orange County, California, but this is our local newspaper and supporting it and being a, a part of it because it's such an integral part of a free enterprise capitalist and free market system is really important. So I want to thank you for being a friend of the program, Susan, and welcome you to the Critical Mass community. Thank you. Look forward to doing it anytime. All right. I'll be back in touch. Well, maybe we'll get you in the studio the next time. That'd be fun. That would be great. Thanks so much. All right. You're welcome. And I'd like to thank our engineer for today, none other than Paul Roberts, our producers, who wouldn't, we wouldn't have a show without Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. Uh, If you'd like to contact me or connect with me on social media, let's start with LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F R A 
A-N-N-Z-I. Connect with me on LinkedIn. We can start a conversation, see where that leads. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 